Voice, 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 voice notes, voice notes. Oh, hi everyone, and welcome to Voice Notes. This conversation between two women, myself, Ali Hart, and also Claire Kelly, who is there on the other screen. We're recording via Zoom. Um, do you remember the days, Claire, whenever we used to record on our phones some of the episodes? Yes. You remember? But we just we discuss conversations about everyday conversations about the things that matter. Sorry, forgot that. I was, I was just thinking. Do you remember the days where we'd be trying to squeeze a recording in, and I'd be like pulling over in a car park, going, "Right, I've got fifteen minutes now. Quickly do something." Mm-hmm. I know, but you know what? It all builds us to get to where we are now, which is great. So, hi everyone. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. It's good to be back for the second week of our third series. Are we calling them series still? I think so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just changed all my business ones actually because I realized that um, the, 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 the platform that I used had somehow changed them a few. So I, <laughs> I'd put things in the wrong categories in the wrong series. So I organized those. So, yeah, this is this is series three series three yes so today we are talking about when things get awkward and awkward conversations perfect that's exactly right because um even despite lockdown still i certainly do find myself in awkward positions still and awkward conversations which you think is funny because i see far less people and yet yes and you know what i think's funny as well not it's not funny but it's interesting is how um some of those awkward conversations I imagine come from whenever you say you can't go to an event online because people know you're in your house yeah oh I can't make it I'm yeah no I don't I still don't get invited to things so it's so slow. yeah well I just I for some reason I was thinking about that when I was driving about how like you know we used to have social events and things to do and now it's like sorry I can't make it yeah <laughs> But sometimes you've stared at a screen all day as well, so I can see why. Oh, it is draining. And sometimes I really just want to be binge watching Bridgerton. Have you watched that yet? Oh, I binge watched it. The full, I watched the full thing. I told you this. had to fast forward all the sex scenes. So you didn't watch the full thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, I did tell you that too. Sadly yeah. not. Sadly, I missed out on a lot of that. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'd go back and watch again when the kids are in bed. I see I first put it on when the kids were this would have been an awkward conversation the kids were playing in the gaming room and I thought well it looks like kind of like a more fun Downton and I never watched Downton because me neither and I haven't watched The Crown either apparently I should be into that I started a couple maybe one or two and that was it yeah I need to get into yeah, that yeah I'm just but I might watch this new season with Charles and Diana but anyway put it on and then um your man and it's shiny it's gl- it's more like a glitzy glass like it's a trashy version of fun and bright and vibrant and I was like yeah and then the scene opened and I was like oh this is really good and the kids were next door playing in their gaming room and then there was a scene with the man by the tree tree that was the first yeah and I was like ah I can't watch this can't watch this right now speaking of awkwardness actually that was so I started um I just I actually loved my Christmas and my mom and I were talking about this because she's in our bubble so my mom and I never sit she never sits right so she we never sit together to watch anything I remember we went to see the king's speech in it was such a good movie and that was a beautiful moment between me and my mom but I was like this Bridget and like it came up and it was like it looked new and it looked like period drama mm-hmm. so I was like mom please sit with me because we'd been up at like seven in the morning and we'd been for a walk and I came back and got in my jammies so the two of us were watching it so that scene where there was me and my mum and then there was um, our oldest boy and the younger one who was the head headphones in but it was one of those ones where my mom was like 
can you go and get some Lego? Will you go and get something else there? Go and get something, trying to get them out of the room. And I was like, I think I should fast forward this month. So yeah, that was kind of funny. God, you must have been fast forwarding a hell of a lot. Yes, but I think that's why I got through the whole series in one day. I also didn't go out of my jammies that day. And I had a Zoom call with our family, which was relatively, you know, by the second hour of a quiz. Um, second hour and all children all older. Um, I had fizz. Michael had a beer and I had fizz at 10 in the morning that day. So it's great. Oh, nice. Boxing morning. I don't think I've drunk that early. Well, Ever? Still- well, yeah, but not in this year yeah well that was that was early my christmas day i was definitely on it at early (laughs) well the funny thing was we were all with his family and and michael's like has nobody got a drink and um his mom and sister take like you know no uh persuasion at all they were like just hold a second but um yeah so that was but bridgerton was great so that that makes for an awkward viewing in a way with but I, I was once my kids are in bed I, I think I watched it over two nights and I did find myself just sitting holding a glass of wine like oh like yeah shocked by it, it was a weird angle but it was good but um it was it was a fun one just to kind of a trashy one just to get not trashy but you know a frivol what do you call that frivolous yeah yeah it was good I'm looking for the next season but I'm looking forward to it sorry but apparently it's going to be set on the older brother more focused on him Oh, we both agree that we like him. <laughs> no, I'm not concerned. Like, I really want to see how his life pans out. It's, it's... Well, that could be awkward Um, in terms of, no, it couldn't be. I, I never really mind if I say to Michael, someone is, you know, good looking. He he believed that that, uh, the main character in Bridgeton was, he agreed. He was like, whoa. Very, very good actor. Mm-hmm. Very um, what about work? Awkward conversations in work? I guess for us, it's different because we're not in the workplace. Yeah, I... I have to, yeah, I have to cast my mind back a lot to, to awkward conversations. I think the most awkward conversation I ever had, in, well, probably lots of awkward ones, but there's one I remember really clearly. It's when I'd gone back to um, the company I'd been working at. If you'd heard the episode of Ali's podcast that I'm on, uh, which day is it out again, Ali? It is out on Monday. The Monday. Limit. It'll Monday. So now it'll be out now. You can go yeah. to my How to Build a Creative Business in a Noisy World. You can hear Claire and I talk very professionally very seriously until a small naked child burst in the room so listen that's right <laughs> I couldn't edit that out so it's in there <laughs> keeping it real but um so I was talking about my, my um employment career and how at one point I worked for oil and gas company and then how I'd been invited back to it and I remember the job that I had um that w- was a brand new position and it wasn't really like fully formed I got I feel like I took over from someone but I think I took over one section of what they were doing. So it was all a bit bitty. And I remember thinking, I'm not actually doing anything. Now, the other thing you should know is I went into that role 10 weeks pregnant. So I knew oh, yeah. I wasn't going to be there, you know, forever. Um, and I remember going to my appraisal and like my probationary appraisal was three months in. And uh, I was, well, five months pregnant at this point. And the guy was like, so you're doing a really good job. Da, da, da. And I remember saying to my, my team leader, and it was just the team leader of the two of us, that's how I knew it all was. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think I'm actually doing a job though. And he was like, no, no, you are. Cause you do this. And it got this really weird situation where he was explaining what I was doing. And I was like, yeah, but where does that go? And that was quite awkward. And I thought, Claire, you're actually talking yourself out of a job. Uh-huh. You just need to hang on to it for, you know, take the money. I mean, I hadn't, I'd been out of the company for that long. I was only getting the basic maternity, but I was just like, 
Yeah, so that was like one of those situations where I thought this is just. Yeah. And the same boss actually outed me. I guess this was awkward. I'd come into the company pregnant. We had these meetings every day, every, was it every day or every week? Either way, we went into the room and discussed discuss what we were doing. Now, because there was nothing fruitful coming from my position yet, just downloading a lot of spreadsheets and okay. meetings that weren't going anywhere. And um, they said, any news? And I could have announced my pregnancy, but I didn't really know anybody there. And I was like, well, they'll guess eventually. And he turned around to the room and he said, yes, and Claire is with child. And everyone just sort of turned and stared at me. I was like, yeah. Oh, heavens. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys went, yeah, worst kept secret ever, size of her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, on that note as well, like I remember, so I, uh, well, you and I both have had miscarriages. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was um, pregnant with Abraham, I went to, on my own over to a friend's wedding. And we have a lot of friends in the States. So I flew over and I was pretty miserable because I get hyperemesis so like it starts as soon as I pee on a stick and I um so I was only like seven weeks pregnant was really miserable in the car I met up with friends of ours and we were driving it was only about a four and a half hour drive so it was just it would if, if I hadn't been pregnant it would have been like the best car I'd ever but yeah. one of our friends who is um so they're all camp friends so from the camp in um upstate New York that I worked at whenever I was 17 um, 18 so we're all know each other from then right so we're an eclectic bunch and everyone's very opinionated and there's always like we love each other but it's fiery okay so like the the one of the the girls that was there is renowned for just you know being quite fiery so anyway she <laughs> um and she's great fun but she told everybody I was pregnant at the wedding all of our friends I saw everybody come up to me and I was so sad because I couldn't wait to tell people like yeah. I was really close to yeah. but um and I remember saying to one of our mutual friends I was like I can't believe she told everyone and he looked at me and was like gave me no sympathy he was like really really you didn't think she would tell everyone like more the fool you because I had told her in the car because we just stopped I was like vomiting so much you know yeah. in the car Oh, I was so sad. I was like, well, there goes that one. So yeah, she told everybody for me. So it was a bit awkward. That is awkward. Yeah. Some people. And whenever you're so miserable and sick, like it was, that was the joyful part of it was telling people. Well, that's it. It's like, yeah. And also you, you wait for so long to tell people, especially if you've had a miscarriage as well, because you're so fraught with everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then to be like, oh, oh, thank you. Thanks for announcing it. Yeah. Um, what about with the kids? I'm finding with our um, son who's nearly 12, that conversations are not because you know they're they're growing up and there's hormones and they're moody and a wee bit more um it feels like anytime I'm trying to say you can't do that it's always what have I done wrong what have I done wrong and then like I'm like I can't even talk to you right now so then I feel like I have to go back on myself and be like I'm really glad we were able to talk you know you you sound then like such a wishy-washy mom do you have anything like that or I think I definitely my 10 year old definitely and he's only just turned 10 so we've had since he's been sort of he's only just turned nine mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of the moodiness and the kind of body changes and things like that but it's really hard to approach it with him because he is so young so I went and bought I've got it here somewhere a book about the changes in your body and I didn't give it to him straight away but I gave it to him maybe about six months ago and I he need just to do like, that I still haven't like, done that well he was having none of it he was like, I yeah. don't need that. Mom, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm glad you feel that way. But I just taken a little paper clip and I put them on pages that I thought were like too much. Yeah. 
about intercourse. I thought, my son doesn't need to know this. I just want them to know about like your body and you might smell, you know, thing that you'll sweat. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, ugh, awkward. Comment. Every time I see my friend, actually, I keep saying to her, can you give me that book? Can you give me that book? Because she got two of them for some reason. <laughs> she's like, you can have one for your sons because she's got boys too. But I um, I do, I remember, do you remember that when you were younger? I remember we had a book and it was randomly like kept. I don't know where was it kept? In with the photos, weirdly. And it was just these cartoon drawings of mm of men and women and then the stories so my mom had a right laugh about it when I she was like oh yes I remember that book um and I was like where did you find that we definitely had one I remember reading that a lot but I it's kind of like this is another awkward conversation Santa like I don't remember having a moment where do you know what I don't know who's listening to this and there could be it's yeah. okay I, th- I don't think so trigger warning if anyone's listening and they've got children there oh yeah maybe santa santa i don't remember finding out about santa but so in a similar vein i don't remember finding out about like i felt like i always kind of knew although i do remember being at school doing living in growings and a girl said asked about wet dreams and i thought the fuck's a wet dream like i was like because <laughs> i don't know because I'm, I'm a family of three girls you know so yeah. i knew i knew eggs and i'd figured out the sperm thing but I didn't know, but I do remember thinking, oh, okay. And then I don't, and I think I sat on that until I got to maybe, um, maybe, or maybe it was 11 or 12 before I understood. Yeah, I don't even know, but yeah, my, that's the sort of chat I'm having with our son. And, and I actually said to Michael, my husband at one stage, like, I was like, you need to take over here, mate. I don't actually. And then he now understands, you know, that song, um, WAP, right? You know, that wet, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I we're going to have to put explicit in this yeah. um, because we're actually talked about Bridgerton too, which is explicit. Yeah. But um, yeah, and he was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Do you know? I'm actually really glad that you're. I'm going to tell you what this is because if you're in yeah. school, this is before school broke up. Yeah. Um, but we agreed that we would call um it um water and pizza for his brother, who was like, "What does it mean? W A P." So how? Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm blushing because I know this is coming. Um, oh yeah, I don't. And but also, you feel so bad for them. How, did you, how did you explain that to him? I just said about the 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 people people songs. Often they and different. There's different names for a lady part, and sometimes it's a derogatory term, and that is what's used. Okay. Um, and during intercourse, I don't even know what I said. I don't know. You, but he's a lot. I don't know. I feel like he's like, he's nearly 12 he's 12 next week yeah, yeah this week but you know but I I think as awkward as it is for me in any conversation you're better facing it head on getting it out of the way because in a way that's him armed <laughs> when he goes well, that's to rather than being like, the one who's if you mince around with words and you don't say what things are that's that we've always with the kids it's always been penis and vagina and I know a lot of my friends are like oh no oh no that's too blunt it's too crass I'm like yeah but that's what it is and now yeah yeah there's not going to be a shot later you know they're not going to be like 15. And, I, and I think with any conversation with friends you know if you're having although you know suppose it's, it's different now, but if there's anything happens between friends mm-hmm. and you just want to clear the air you're better doing that and I hope that we're teaching the boys that too you know to address things and um Michael and I had a bit of a the like talk about awkward conversation it's kind of funny now but there was the box that the the artificial tree came in December mm-hmm. and he really wanted this box to not be damaged but the bit this the younger two were 
so it was ridiculous now but they were playing in it and he was like get out of the box and they wouldn't get out of the box and I was like it's okay they could be in the box and he was like I want them out of the box so this escalated just to this really like so unlike us but then anyway so quite unlike us it, it came to a bit of a head like the kids were like screaming at him and like it was sort of funny but not he was not finding it funny and um it was just one of those really not cool times in marriage right and we then then the, through the night we were both awake and we're talking about we're like how did that happen and the kids have never really like been there when anything like that's happened um and we just decided we would talk about it and then the next day we brought the kids in and talked to them about it and it wasn't like pleasant and we had a lovely family hug and then we had a really good family day Mm-hmm. but we were saying during that we were like we want the boys I think I even spoke to you about it and you were like that's you'd rather the kids know that that's real life than yeah and it's totally you know, and, and they yeah and they said they were like oh it's just what happens with mums and dads we were like well not always that that's why you've never seen that before um like where mom and dad get annoyed so the, this box became this sorry I interrupted you no, 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 no. But um, and I think the more open you are, we, we were with friends. Um, the one token dinner that we had before this next lockdown, um, in a restaurant, and we were saying to them, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, like those things happen to us all the time." And, and we're just glad the kids know that you can talk about it and reset. I'm absolutely a fighter. Like I, I would, I'll hash something out just to get yeah. done with. I hate when things bubble, but I am, um, I. There's a situation I find myself in years ago, like must be a good 11 and a half years ago. And it still bothers me to this day. And I think it was the most awkward conversation I'd ever had. It was a girlfriend and he'd moved here and um, didn't know anybody. She and her husband moved over here. He'd stayed with us for a little while. Then they got their own flat and stuff. So I was like her friend here. Mm-hmm. And she made another friend. Um, now I had everything going on in my life. You know, I, I was busy. I had my own friends I'd always had and so on. So I was, I did see her quite a lot. And if I go nights out, I would invite her and include her in my, in my things. But at the same time, I obviously still had, you know, my own everything. Yeah. And um, I actually texted me one night and said, can we go out for dinner? And I didn't really want to, because we kind of had been pulling apart. And thinking about it now, I probably was maybe ghosting her. Like I like to think oh, I'd never ghost anybody. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, real talk. I'm sure I've done it. And I'm sure I will do it again because people drift and so on. It's not always... Yeah always a romance thing people do that anyway so we went for dinner and we sat down at the table and I thought really awkward but I thought well you know it's fine and like she was like we do starters and I was like yeah okay so we're having our starters and she said right we need to talk about about our relationship and I was like I was like our relationship and um she said I don't think you make enough time for me I don't think you care about me this and it was so heavy and I was just like whoa and I was like well the thing is like I have my own friends like I cannot be everything and I was sort of straight up with her and I, I was taken off guard but I was like listen I'm really sorry you feel this way I would never intend for you to feel that way mm-hmm. but like I have a lot of things going on and I had a lot of really personal things going on as well at the time that I wasn't enough a good enough friend with her that I would have shared anyway yeah but um and I we left that dinner I don't think we even stayed for the whole meal and, uh, and I just and I was just like what and I found and the thing is I laughed about it for years I thought, remember that time when she like we had a dumping talk with her you know yeah. But now when I think about it, I think actually she was really mature because obviously bothered her to the point. She was like, right, we're going to meet for dinner. And she oh. clearly had an agenda in her mind, but that was like the most awkward I've ever been. And I thought, well, at least I had to face up to what I'd done because I had kind of just 
Yeah. Do you know, and isn't it funny though, how, not funny, I keep using that word, it's a bad habit, mm-hmm. is how a, that probably wouldn't even uh, come up now or something. Like maturity is a big thing, isn't it? Or even things don't consume you the same. I, It's not the same as that, but I remember um, with a gallery who I had um, exhibited with and they had made a lot of money on the opening night and then the exhibition like runs but it was a commercial gallery right so it's not like you're putting it up there just to be like I'm an artist this is my work there's overheads they have to pay and they expect blah blah blah. so I had the option of keeping the work there (laughs) and I was like I'm not keeping it there I could what I've done for my brand is build it my own audience really and I think that's what sometimes that annoys me because I'd like to be in more galleries but then I don't really approach galleries Mm -hmm. and then another way I have these lovely relationships with customers who have been there from the beginning and I remember driving over to get those pieces and it's really difficult to drive over that area like in terms of parking so I'm like parked in double yellows going in having to like take 16 pieces back out or something because I made like a really big exhibition and then having to stand there and justify why I was doing it and her to say you know we didn't get this and we didn't get that and I was and but I was so proud of myself because I was like no actually you did you got this you got that you got this commission and you got this and through your doors there was 150 people through your doors like it's a tiny little room um but that was, I don't think that would even, well, many years on, just four or five, five years on now. I don't think it would bother me the same now. No, I think you're right. Isn't it funny? But I think it's, it's maturity, but also do you think maybe it's maturity, but also we're more used now to things ending like that? Like it's becoming, yeah. like like I used the word ghosting before, but isn't that just like such a throwaway term now? Like, like when, when we were dating, not Ali and I, but when we were... <laughs> Sure, sure we would have that would be internet dating i'll be classified as internet dating yeah <laughs> but like you probably ghosting wasn't such but you just well there was no term for it was it like people would just disappear yeah and you'd maybe send them a few really embarrassing drunken texts and then you'd that awkwardness <sighs> right yeah <gasps> can i tell you something funny i don't know if this is awkward or what no it is awkward it is oh, awkward yeah. so i am um, whenever i was a student you knew that we didn't really have phones then so i had a phone and it was my mum's old phone you know, a big brick of a phone mm-hmm. and as we've discussed before university i pulled my socks up the last year but my first and second year i faffed so much and then the second year like they actually pulled me aside and they're like you can get a first if you actually wise up which i I was working, I just took every job on I could. I just made money during art college. Yeah. Um, had a wild time, it was great. Not wild, but good fun. So during that time, obviously was going out quite a bit. So I would like work these long shifts nine in the morning until nine at night. And then I would just get dressed in the toilet and then go out. But I was often driving as well. But there was a, a bouncer and like so on the door, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was really a good bit older than me. And I don't think... I don't think we kissed, but he then got my number. And I, this is so stupid and embarrassing now, but rather than just face up to it and answer the call and be like, no, thank you. I don't want to go on a date with you. This went on. I kept seeing him like all the time. As in seeing him when I was out and about. Mm -hmm. So he got my number and I was living in this disgusting, like we lived with four boys, my friend Holly and I. It was just, it was, I remember my mom came and my mom was a pig farmer, you know, from, and she was like, I wouldn't put pigs in this place. Like she was like, it's disgusting. Right? It was, it was vile, vile, right? And she's like, who's taking the money for this? This is disgusting. 
But I remember working so much that weekend. I stayed down at the student house. Often people went home because if you're in Belfast, you go home. So I stayed down there and rather than I had the loneliest weekend because I worked, but I turned my phone off. Even though I know you would just not answer, I thought it was easier that I had my phone completely off like I was a dead person that had fallen into a hole. And then I remember seeing him. I saw him and I keep, I see, I've seen, I saw him years later. And like, rather than just like be mature, like 20 year old Ali just was really stupid about that. So I remember seeing him and he was so like gentlemanly and still quite handsome. And I was like the person that literally goes to him with it too. But imagine not turning your phone on. I mean, that is, that's next. <laughs> like put it on silent and just watch it ring and go, no, not answering. And we had no heating and it was so cool. Oh, oh, and I was like, what is my life? So anyway. At least if you'd gone out with him, you'd have been warm somewhere. Mm. Another so- guy, he dumped me via um his, his mum answered the phone. And she passed on the message? Yeah. That was really embarrassing. Oh my God. <laughs> you see, do you know, I told Michael this story just recently because Michael was like, have you ever really had anything that awkward Al happen? You? I was like, lots of people didn't treat me like boys. That's what happens. You know, when you yeah. kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> yeah, then you find Prince Michael. No, I, I, I'd say, I mean, I didn't have that many boyfriends. I do remember breaking up. <laughs> bringing up with a guy twice in one night because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first time oh my goodness yeah um, i'd start take you back and then you or what Nothing. well no he's forgotten he didn't realize i'd done it oh. so, oops, so i'd been out and um i'd met christopher and i was i really like him and he had his own relationship so he tidied that up and uh, but i didn't <laughs> Dealt with anyway you're not listening emma um <laughs> she um but i'd started I'd, I'd seen him he'd then i found i had a girlfriend i'd had a date that night with a guy um that i'd seen he used to work in the gap and I, then i saw him on a night out and i fancied him so i went and did i was used to be so bold i am um, i'd done i'd seen him i said to my friends hang on hold my, hold my drink uh-huh. and so I walked over and I stood next to his table and looked really lost because I'd, I'd recognize I, I used to see him every day at the shop he worked at when I was going to my own work and um the gap the gap yeah I, I was at the gap I was at Woolworths oh okay yeah sexy and uh <laughs> he loved Woolworths and uh he so I'd seen him and I thought he seems nice enough and I said I and he said are you okay like I was looking lost like next to his table and I said oh, I can't find my friends I said okay if I just sit here for a minute and he was like yeah sure and so he moved up and um got his number and we went on a date the next day because that's that's how I roll uh-huh but then I'd find out that Chris I saw Chris again he'd broken up with his girlfriend I'd find out via friend and um he was like well I've broken up with her you can break up with him and I was like oh fine not a problem and I was out and Chris had said this to me and I was like okay so I phoned him and he didn't answer and uh, I was like oh never mind and I thought I'll, I'll catch him later and he called me back and I was like oh it's him so I was like hi I said, listen I've met somebody else um, so I don't think we'll be anymore. And he was like, "Oh, cool. Okay." Like I was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Okay, bye." Uh, I don't think it was quite as casual as that. And then put my phone back in my bag, and it started ringing again about fifteen minutes later. And he was like, "Hi, Claire. I got a missed call from you." And I said, "Oh no, we spoke." And he said, "He said, did we?" And I said, "Yeah. I told you I can't see you anymore." And he was like, "Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Okay then. Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm positive. Bye." 
and that was that and then two or three weeks later I saw him walking hand in hand with another girl that I went to uni with and I was like oh that's nice because she was a much nicer person than me she wouldn't have dumped him over the phone twice there you go yeah Yeah. do you know just as you're talking there and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole but like I'm thinking of so many stories and they're all related to men and boys that were really awkward the probably the the biggest one and she's going to listen to this podcast was when I kissed my friend's brother as well had to tell her that was that that. yeah although in my defense that was I was really that was that was quite the weekend and I met Michael at the start of that weekend and then obviously was just having my last uh, hurrah as you do see I've only got to be the dumper once so I'm really glad that the universe let me do it twice I remember as well coming home from the states and I'd um, clearly put on weight because when you're at camp you eat camp food but you don't know when your next meal is and I'm quite greedy Um, and I dumped my boyfriend at the time when I was out there because you had to get in line for the you had to queue for the phone because there was only one computer you know it was back in the day 2000 or whatever 2001 and what 2099 um so it was like dial up you know when you were waiting and then the phone so you got like one phone call a week and I remember ringing him because you were there I was there three months ringing him one week and thinking what am I wasting my time ringing he doesn't even want to talk to me so I dumped him cried for two days solid and then got over him but when I came home he took me out for dinner and he just ripped into me about how bad I looked. And I brought my photos. Remember, you used to, do you remember when your friends went on holiday? At least now, Facebook, we get everyone sees everything. But do you remember when people used to bring 300 photos and you'd be like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go through them all. So I'd obviously brought mine with me. And uh, he like pointed out just, uh, there was this one picture of me out, like, because when you camp, you don't even have a tent. So yeah. you're camping in a lean to. So it's literally like a, um, a, a triangle on its side so yeah. it's open but yeah he was like I thought it was the cutest photo ever of me and he was like oh you have, you've looked better so I remember sitting there thinking well this is awkward and then I never called him again well you absolutely made the right decision Pine up then. but I saw him whenever I was um working at my husband's work for a year and he was there working and he didn't look his best and that was the best feeling oh. did you ever think feel like saying oh you've looked better I did. Of course I did. All I could think about was that line. But it was like, are you having a hard time? Because you've looked better. <laughs> but it's amazing how those conversations stick with you too mm. and shape you because yeah, everything is growth. Absolutely. I certainly would never out somebody for a pregnancy. I certainly would. I probably would sit someone down now if I if I thought I had a problem with the relationship though, like that girl who took me for pizza did. <laughs> it's just calling it a relationship feels so awkward. But itself. that that that's what threw me. If she said, "Listen, Claire, I like I wish we'd spent more time together," or I don't think you've been a good friend, but yeah, it was it was the fact she said relationship, and I was like, "Whoa." I guess it comes down to any awkward conversations across the board is expectation is just a bit off, isn't it? Yeah. So both people's expectations off or um, uh, assuming, isn't that it? To assume is to make an ass of you and me. Do you get that? Yes. So that, my, my Michael taught me that one. So it is, you know, it's like never assume, never assume that someone knows that or someone feels that. But then life would be pretty boring if we didn't have these. I think so. And the thing is, you can only go off your own um, experience and your perceptions. So like if people are like, well, they're not talking to me because of X, Y, and Z. It was like, you don't know that because you've not communicated. And that's the other thing, isn't it? In awkward situations, it's because you really don't know where the other person's mm-hmm. coming from or like you said, what they expect of you. 
or yeah. breakdown in communication like if you think about marriage as well i remember someone saying never assume or always lower your expectations in marriage <laughs> and that'll help um but <laughs> equally like anything with anybody we're always yeah that's good hmm. that's, that was a good talk yeah I feel that like was fun quite a lot about ourselves as well yes yes i think so too but i, I but the awkward conversations is something across the board that we all hmm. have I don't think if you and I have ever had an awkward conversation. Oh, when I when I didn't feel well and didn't go to your marathon, I felt oh, was that a- was a bit awkward. But you you came and joined me like because I was lying in bed. I felt awkward then. Oh, don't no no no. Because no. you actually came over and ran that, and nobody was there to cheer you on. Yeah, but sure, if you had if you'd not been if you'd been well, you'd have been there. Yeah, I would have. I think we still had gin on the sofa anyway later. No, yeah you, you you powered through like I was like are you sure you want this you're like I'm fine yeah yeah oh no but this is the thing is I think if anyone ever felt awkward with me I'd rather they said yeah and then the onus is on me to either be like yeah you're right I think my better friendships my my stronger friendships are those ones too where you're able to mm-hmm. speak up get over it keep moving on funny though because I'd like someone to say to me if they thought I was off with them or if they thought there was something wrong but I don't know if I would no I don't like it you don't like it I don't don't know if I say to someone if I upset you because I don't want the answer to be yes or if they say no I'll be like they're just saying no because they don't want me to be upset yeah you know going to an overthink spiral but Mm. hey that's something we have to communicate isn't it true true awesome well that was fun let us know if any awkward conversations you have had or let's face it any fun ex-boyfriend stories yeah how'd you do a whole podcast well we can't do a whole podcast because I've only managed to dump one boy oh yeah sorry okay mine wasn't really boyfriends but I had a lot of um kisses and um oh I remember another one actually do you want to finish with this one yeah well let's see how good it is and then we'll well I still would say that that I still would say I'm, I'm like attracted to this guy so I was really I remember getting out of the car with him I actually don't want to say too much but he was a friend of my brother's and I he he took me out and it was awkward because I couldn't really tell my brother but then I went out with another friend of theirs um and didn't tell anybody and I remember like closing the door and said something stupid like have a nice life like that was so weird and he was like what are you trying to say but now I would say I still see that guy and I'm like I was horrible so I remember being really like just like didn't look great pregnant and talking to him being like I'm sorry about that when you're stone close and he was like it's okay but that was more but, more awkward whenever you're 12 years later yeah I think some he looked better he looks a whole hell of a lot better than I do so <laughs> it's awkward and they're winning no uh, I think it's awkward though is when I mean I've put, done things or said things and put my foot in my mouth and then trying to backpedal out of it or not had the guts to then say what you should have said so like now like you know I'm like I'm always like send the text say what you want to say if you feel something say it do yeah glad I'm more like that now because I've seen myself so many times say something know it's come out wrong and then be like I'm too scared to to say what I really mean now or you know so I'm just like I'm all for and then I think do I make awkward situations by telling people you know how, not how I feel I'm not professing love for people or anything like that but you know just like well I've learned from you I would say you've learned from me sorry 
Yes, because um, even when I'm replying to people in a um, in comments, I say what I want to say because it's more interesting than me just saying thank you. Yeah. Or when I'm replying to people's DMs, you know, like yesterday, someone uh, wanted a commission. I was like, my commission diary's full. Then we moved spaces so she could book in, and she was so excited. And then she sent a message being like, "Ah, uh, my husband says no," and I wanted to be like no problem but instead I was like you know this actually is better for me anyway because with the government changes I don't want to overload my plate even more and not deliver when I've got my kids at home and I nearly deleted that because it felt too much and I was like no but that's actually what I feel mm-hmm. so I know it's not necessarily really awkward but it was awkward for her to have to be like oh I can't go ahead with this people would have felt like even saying that because she could have easily gone don't want to deal with this yes blocked her or what have you though I'm always for say what you feel because we're, we're grown-ups now we are sadly yeah we're still still so youthful tell you something awkward the other day it's I told my friend she sent me a message said your skin is glowing and I said oh thank you and I said can I tell you something and she was like no, she's so good with like cleansing and toning and facials and all this stuff and this is where I'm a disgusting mink um I don't I hadn't actually washed my face for about a month I just like let it get wet in the shower so I was like, it's totally different. I don't really wash my face. Oh, I do. I got a new facial wash, actually, a fancy one. Well, after I got a total row from her, I was like, <laughs> like she was like, that's disgusting. And I was like, well, I sweat my makeup off anyway. And she's like, oh, so your pores are just clogged with sweat and makeup. And I was like, I'm fake tan. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> I know. But now, like I started washing my and I was like, okay, I do see a difference in my skin for, you know, taking care of it. Mm. And um, I texted her and she was like, see, see. And I was like, yeah, okay. So you're mm. right. I was wrong that there you go and admitting you're wrong as well it's good right well thanks everybody for listening it's been so good refreshing i'm excited about the next episode we're going to be recording yes yeah, so that'll be out again next thursday and if you want to get in touch with any of your awkward stories i'd actually really love that and we could maybe stick them on next week's one because then... oh, that'd be so fun oh please do please do send us to voice notes dm yeah. an awkward story because that makes that's great we all like to know that nobody's perfect yeah, we've, we've given we've given a lot win also think <laughs> if you want to use my magic trick when the bars open again of pretending you've lost your mates and you see a hot man from the gap absolutely just don't tell anybody to have a nice life that's really embarrassing and stupid i was 16 but you know still stupid nice life oh cool well on that note everyone have a nice day and thanks for listening you can find us on instagram at voice notes the podcast you can email us at voice note the pod voice notes the podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook in the members group voice but more importantly i'm getting better at saying this please subscribe and then you get next week's podcast yes yeah wherever you find your podcast you can subscribe and leave us a little review and then it bumps us up although with the listeners have been bumping up so i don't know whether we're just coming up and yes, apple thank you so um, people must be sharing us again which is lovely so please thank you share and talk about us and avoid any awkwardness next week with no new listeners <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> bye guys easy bye-bye